Hey everybody, welcome to the Technic Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. It's finally December of 21. Yes. So we're taking the foot off the gas a little bit. Mm, okay. Still bringing some education and some value. those of you that still have gas pedals. <laughs> True, Sorry. yes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Joke, electric right. Car right. over yeah, here. Yeah. 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 Uh, man, that's some snobbery of the finest level there, buddy. <laughs> Said to, you found a way to throw that, that into the intro of one of our episodes. Yes, yes. Well, no, it's, it's appropriate for tech bites, right? We're talking <laughs> that's technology. True. That's true. Well, that's EVs true. EVs are on everybody's mind right now. You are you are quite correct. Now, you yes. see, you can tell that we've like eased up a little bit, and we're just having fun here yes. to finish off the year because yes. we're just riffing on Dean being a car snob <laughs> now. Uh, we're talking about you know whether there's gas pedals or not. Right. Yeah. But yes, as Dean mentioned, we are doing another episode of Tech Bites. If you have not watched one of these episodes before yeah. uh, the the idea behind is we just grab together a bunch of uh, topics and news stories in the mm-hmm. world of science and tech mm-hmm. that uh, have kind of you know piqued our interest that we wanted to kind of riff on and discuss a little bit further and get That's a little right. deeper into yep. so plus the need simple. for people to have stuff to talk about around the dinner exactly. table the water cooler where exactly they may the be. virtual water cooler as we yes. referred to when we first started this yes. you know yes. since we still aren't really getting around water coolers that That's much right. but yeah there you go it's something you could take to yeah. your Christmas right. dinner yes. yeah. your your meeting out your meetup or something you know the next time you you're on a zoom call these are the topics you want to talk about exactly now stick around also because after the main conversation we're going to have a little bit of a challenge for you that you can win some prizes so don't want to miss out on that exactly yes, sir yes sir uh, all that plus our usual west tech connecting with us and we'll figure out some value to the var and all of yeah, this stuff there's always value we to always the find some yeah. it's time to plug in and get connected Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to let you start off here. You have a story. We, I think you kind of referenced this maybe yep. another previous Tech Bytes. Yep. And this now is we've got like a follow-up. Yeah, we've kind of got like a little finality to it. The, the battle finality. between Epic Games and yes. Apple. Tell us a little more about yes. that. Epic won, sort Ooh, of. Right, I guess. And they yeah. lost. So anyway, there's an article <laughs> in Forbes that really kind of caught my eye on this whole thing. And yep. and I don't have the ability to go through all of it because they they riff on 36 most interesting findings in the ground. <laughs> they got into it. Epic uh, versus Apple ruling that will free the App Store. Well, uh, and so there's a lot to really unpack in here. But just as a reminder, you know, Fortnite maker Epic sued Apple over a year ago uh, for the right to offer its own payment mechanism Mm -hmm. in its games on the iPhone and iPad. Particularly Fortnite, which is the game, popular game for them. Apple's in-app payment mechanism, of course, uh, charges around 15 to 30% of that. So mm-hmm. they're getting those dollars, and so Epic took them to took took them to court, and it was a whole antitrust thing, you know, undercurrent and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the road, uh, it, look, it appears as though Epic is one, and and I just wanted to kind of call out some of the unique things that. Just the statistics that this article published. Right, uh, you right. Know, those 36 interesting foundings. Maybe we can go into 10 of them here real yeah. quick. Um, but for Apple, this is really interesting. Games account for 70% of all yep. App Store revenue. I thought that was interesting, too. That's huge. I, mean, it, I guess it sort of makes sense because typically... Something that's not a game usually is free on the App Store. There right. aren't too many apps that you use for non-gaming that are 
that are pay apps. Now that's so a good I guess point. that kind of makes sense. Well, and and or do you use a free one for only for so long? How how long does it take you to get frustrated right, with the ads? Right, and then right. you're you're contributing to that revenue. But it does it does account for the fact that yeah, there's just a lot of gaming going on. Whether you're on the iPhone, I would suspect that's a, the same, very similar in Google Play. Mm. Almost all in-app purchases happens in games. So to your mm. point right there, over ninety eight percent of Apple's in-app per- purchase revenues came from games in. 2018 to 2019. So, all, so of their in-app, it's actually worse than you think. It's right, 98% right. of the, the now, coming do you, in. Do you do a lot of percent. gaming at all, like on your, your app, your iPhone? I or, do, and I've, but I've never done an in-game purchase, I, like for coins I, yeah, to get a little bit more. I've rarely like done it myself. I'm more of the, like, I'll just do the free part of it. Because usually it's something like you can still play for a while or even play the whole game. Right. It's just if you want to level up faster or get more yep. unlock secrets, you got to pay extra. And I hate that stuff and to the point you know they're kind of making here which has been a point of contention for the developers and also for gamers themselves is Mm -hmm. it's a little manipulative you know you're downloading what you think is free yeah and in reality and it'll tell you but in reality yeah it's like no if you really want to legitimately play this as much as you'd like or get as much as you'd like out of it, you're going to need to fork over probably as much as you would for a game for a console. That's right. So it's okay for the mental escape. You know, you can right. do that. But if you really want to be competitive, you're probably going to be buying, yep. you know, the additional to, to amp up. Here's another outtake. A- Apple is not a monopoly. So, you know, the kind of the antitrust monopoly thing there. While the court finds that Apple enjoys a considerable market share of over 55% in extraordinarily high profit <laughs> margins, these factors alone do not show anti trust conduct so apple kind of won a little there i like the uh, last part side. of that note there the success, quote, is, success not- is not illegal <laughs> <laughs> which is a, is a very good point uh, uh that is interesting though because i think there's a lot of people that kind of have always assumed that the app store kind of represented some kind of a monopoly in some way in the sense that like hey you are pretty much dominating the app landscape right. for anybody who wants to you know, put out some software that works on an Apple device. That's right. But I guess they're basically saying from their findings that that's not the case that's here. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So, you know, that and that was interesting. Good luck if you lot, don't go through the App Store. But, right? you know. I mean, what, what, how else do you do it? You can't. There is no other mechanism. So, uh, so that was, a, I think that was a little bit of a win for mm, Apple yep. there. Yep. Kind of scrolling down a little bit and getting into some more of the, the finance parts of this. Epic's Unreal Engine is insanely profitable, at least in terms of margin. Yeah. For instance, in 2019, Unreal Engine generated about 97 million in revenue for Epic International, which enjoys a 100% gross margin on its engine business. Who has a business that gets 100% gross uh, margin? Apparently, I mean, Epic does. We're in the wrong industry. That's all I got to yeah, say. You no know, doubt. software, gaming. I mean, you know, build it once and then just. Oh my gosh, that's just insane. The kind of money that is being made there. So, uh, are we going to rebrand Blue Star into some kind of gaming company right? now? Yeah. <laughs> You need to. We'll just become, I don't know, a platform or whatnot. But Epic Games has nine sources of revenue for Fortnite. So, it, you know, if you thought, and I've I've watched Fortnite like once yeah, or I, twice. I know, I know very little about this game. I've never played very it. A little bit. Only you know, kind of seen stuff about parachute it. Parachute in and you start destroying things. Yeah, it's a melee it's, battle yeah, royale type thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can, obviously, there's all kinds of ways through V-Bucks and stuff like that that you that Fortnite can make some some money along the way, which is, which is crazy. The other one that I pulled out epic ceo tim sweeney sees the app store and google's play 
Google Play as barriers to the creation of an open and accessible metaverse. So this is the whole, right? This whole metaverse. You laugh, my son. But, I know. But We're going to be talking more be, about this. We've yeah. all got to be in the metaverse. And to, to Tim Sweeney's Epic's CEO's point, you know, that's a barrier. If, if, if Zuckerberg is going to have his Nirvana metaverse, right. well, Google and, and, and Apple have to kind of start playing along in order for this metaverse thing to work out. Because yeah. again, and, and Zuckerberg, you know, admitted that really this metaverse is going to come through the gaming com- community. That's right. that's right. how this verse is metaverse is going to happen. So anyway, uh, just a couple of takeouts that I, that I wanted to on that whole epic uh, a- Apple, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. This is very interesting. I, I will, as always, when we do these Tech Bytes episodes, I'm going to link to all these articles in the show notes. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, those links, I can't get those links to live there, at least like hyperlinked. So there'll be a link to the show notes on our Podbean site that you can go to to get to these instead. There you go. But I definitely recommend checking this one out because there's a lot more fascinating yeah. uh, topics that they get into. I think one of the things that kind of stood out to me also, and this kind of lends itself to where Epic CEO is talking about like hey we need the app store and google play to get in to get in the game and put down the barriers though but Mm -hmm. part of what people like about the app store and this is actually called out in this too is the security of it and i'm sure google Play is the same way although we know android's not quite as secure secure as apple locks down in the same Mm -hmm. way but apple has done such a great job like i remember Mm -hmm. i don't know there was some app that came out it's been some time ago now that had just some minor issues in it and flaws in it and some potential security risks, and they shut that stuff down so fast and lock it out and keep it off of people's phones. Oh, this happened on Apple. Yeah, oh, wow. it's, okay. you know this this kind of stuff happens where mm-hmm. you know like if if for somehow it slips through, that's even the rare occasions that it does because it's very rare that something gets through their ecosystem and gets onto anyone's very phones. Rare. Very rare. That could be kind of any kind of problem. Yeah, and I think that's something that people like about oh you yeah know, what they offer. Hundred oh, percent. So you know it's it's kind of the inverse of it. Like if you if you do drop some barriers as you put it and open mm-hmm. it up for people to like Epic get in there and put out their own payment systems mm-hmm. and have their own kind of mechanisms that Apple's not completely controlling on the back end. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for yeah. that that privacy and that security aspect that you right. know, we've kind of come to enjoy with Apple products? That's right. So. Which is which is kind of nice. And we were just talking about it on one of the podcasts, mm-hmm. the, the Android barcoding app yep. that got hacked yep. and yep. like 10 million users, it was it was spamming them or whatever it yeah. was doing. Yeah. yeah, see, that stuff happens out there. Anyway, yep. yeah, lots of All good stuff. Right. So let's get into another one here. Um, Dean, you and I are of a certain age. Yes. <laughs> and we are uh, happily married. Yes. That we don't have to worry about dating apps anymore. This is true. Um, this is true. It's been quite some time. Mark, our producer, is kind of throwing his hands up in the air here. He's still, you know, in yes. this world. And, yes. And, and he's, he's a little bit more of our age. But, uh, you know, still... I haven't had to use a dating thing in no. a long. Well, I I never used a dating app. Period. You know, I'm the time the time that I stopped needing that kind of stuff has been far enough past that apps weren't even really a thing oh, yet. I'm so Which far in really the, dates in, me, I in suppose, history but. here. I'm 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 so far past that. Right. You know. So you so you're talking. This is something different. Than I just did. Going yes, to the bar. I did my time in you know on Match. I did my time on Yahoo Personals. Never really got much out of it, you know, oh, so. Okay. But, well, I didn't even know those existed, but go ahead. Yeah, wow, you are old school. <laughs> well, Great. Right. I started dating my wife when we were in high school. Oh, this okay, is, all right. You're, late you're one of those, okay. This is before the internet for crying out loud. <laughs> Dean was just putting up post-it notes yeah, yeah. in the supermarket. No, that's Need a date? I, Call Dean. I have no concept in this, but but anyway, I'm, I'm intrigued. Anyway, all right, so, but you're familiar with Tinder. Of you course. Know, Tinder's of been course. kind of one of the... Yeah. 
call it a dating app. I don't know because it's kind of hook got a reputation app. for me. Yeah, yeah, more of a hookup app. Right. But I guess in the in the interest of you know of, of exploring the concept of dating and of you know relationships and mm-hmm. and having that special someone, not a special someone, but just having someone. Mm-hmm. Tinder announced a uh, a new option called Plus One. Okay. Uh, a few weeks back, so this is an option so that you can get a date for a wedding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I get it. Like, you know, you're responding to the RSVP plus one. Right. Got so it. now this is also one of those things that's interests me, too, because I've never been someone who felt like I had to have a date for a wedding. Okay. I kind of get it. I'm also going to say, and I, this is not in any way trying to be sexist at all, but I feel like that's something that women worry about more than men, probably. Having a plus one, you mean? For a wedding, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and okay. I, th- I think there's more pressure on women to show up with somebody ah, than there is for men. Like, men okay. are allowed to show up and be, like, you know, single at a wedding because you're, I don't know, you try to snag a bridesmaid or something, you know? Like, okay. Is that supposed to be the gag? But I think, you know, but but there is there is some, you know, pressure sometimes, I think, on people. Like, sure. you know, you show up because you're at this lovely event or whatever that is, you know, meant for romance and new beginnings and stuff, and it's supposed to be exciting and romantic. So yeah. you want to have someone with you to right. explore that. Hmm. But this seems to be kind of indicating like it's just about having somebody to show up there with you. So basically, Tinder has opened up this this option where you can mark your profile as a a plus a one plus candidate. One. Okay. So you can say like, hey, I'm open to coming with you to a wedding or an event or something like that. Is there compensation involved at all? Uh, no, I don't believe so. so well, no, 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 just... I take that back. Well, sort of. They they were offering the first 100 eligible Tinder users to join plus one will receive $460 to help cover the costs associated with upcoming weddings, such as travel, <laughs> gifts, and accommodations. <laughs> Apparently, the company, uh, the, the site Wedding Wire found that guests spend an average of $460 to attend a wedding, which is why this amount was chosen for the giveaway. <laughs> so other than that, no, there's no compensation other no, than that. But it's not mm-hmm. wedding specific. You can be plus one for a company party. I guess it or... could be, yeah, but it's. I think it's the intent is more weddings because more they, weddings. they put it out for wedding season, oh, kind of. You know, okay. everybody's kind of getting married, you know, late summer and I early see. fall, stuff I like see. that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it's interesting. Um, they did also uh, they partnered with Lyft to allow users to pay for their dates ride. Um, does not exchange addresses or locations. Sends a credit to your date that lets them book a ride. So the whole thing is meant to be like, hey, literally, just two people that are willing to go to an event together, a wedding, probably most often. Yeah, and that's it. You're just. But that's just that's strange I to me. Don't I don't know, get man. it. I'm just yeah. I'm not in on this. I this like is, this I would just rather really... go alone. I mean yeah. I'm gonna like, assume there's people I know. With, I guess unless it was a wedding where I knew nobody but maybe the bride or groom or something, you know, then right. that right. might feel a little strange. Yeah. See, I would immediately when you get into those conversations. So who'd you bring? Well, uh, um, I don't. Uh, what's your name again? <laughs> that's that's another good point. Yeah. Like I mean, how much or, do you get I to know I about this person at a time? I'm sorry. Right. Who are you again? Yeah. Well, they had right. a plus one on their profile, so you know, figuring. So what, even so who are, what is your name again? I forgot, you know. You might as well just, you know, right, exactly. Invite somebody that you kind of know. But obviously there's a need in the marketplace. So when did they launch this? I guess um, it said a, this was article came out October 14th, and it said it was rolled out a uh, announced on Thursday it was rolling it out. Okay. So I guess it was yeah, so mid-October, late October that it, yeah, uh, that it came right. out. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, again, I this know might that. be just a you and I are just, you know, too old to – to quite grasp clearly, this, you know, like, clearly. so I don't know I if, if in some terrible circumstance or some reason I was single, I don't know that I would ever be on Tinder anyway. Like this kind of, that kind of like, 
I don't know. Rogue dating doesn't really do it for me, but yeah, yeah, it's just me. And and you don't want the stigma of becoming a plus one. Oh, that person's just a plus <laughs> whatever. I mean, it must be a plus one date. Or I something. mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that actually could be a fun thing. Maybe like you give the reputations be like, hey, that's the person you want to take. They're awesome at weddings. They they bring all the fun. They make you look good in front of all your family and friends. So, so you can rate the plus ones, I, I guess? Don't, I don't know. Of course you I could. have no idea. But yeah, right? I think that could be that could be interesting calling for somebody. <laughs> I'm a professional so. plus one. Well, that's why I was going down the compensation <laughs> point. You know, why would True. somebody on the other end of this? So I'm going to give up my Fridays or my Saturdays just because I, I like being around a bunch of people. That's I don't a know. very good point because that's the other the other half of the equation there is okay, so let's say you were the person who got invited to a wedding. Right. You don't want to go alone. Right. What is that like? So you have a reason for right. wanting a plus one. Well, what's the reason the other person Right. What's the along? other? Like, exactly. What do they get out of it? I, 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 I mean, know. I guess, I guess <laughs> potentially, you know, you might be buying them drinks or they get a, you know, if it's an open bar, they get some free drinks. Uh, yeah. They get some that, good food, some free food, hang out. Rub elbows. They think that they're going to be going to weddings of the rich and famous. Uh, and maybe know. they'll rub elbows with those people and use it as a point to. Yeah. I don't know. Find a job or something like that. Oh, well, if, if you have used Tinder plus one or think it's a great idea, please tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> and we will, we will still not actually do it. There so. you go. There you go. All uh, right, Dean, up next here, you've got a kind of a, a, a no-brainer concept in my mind, but I'll help you let us dive into it. Life was better before social media. Well, that's right. So anyway, somebody has officially made a, a poll out of it. Well, it's interesting. Some of the results that came out of this poll were, were pretty interesting. So was, this was on Twitter. Mm. Uh, this guy posted, I don't know who he is, uh, John... John De La Volpe? De La Volpe. Uh, I guess he's uh, teamed up with some people over at MSNBC, maybe, I don't know, or he's sharing it with, with the folks at Morning <laughs> Joe. Uh, but anyway, um, they're nearly... So yeah, that was the headline, right? Uh, is that nearly two-thirds of Americans who use the platforms, any social media, believe life was better without them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two-thirds of people believe that. 42% of Gen Z addicted can't stop if they tried. So this poll goes into a variety of different aspects mm-hmm. of it, and they really do. They break out the Gen Zs versus versus everybody else. And so they ask questions Which like, makes sense, because Gen Z literally grew up in the social media generation. 100%. 100%. So, you know, they ask questions like, I'm addicted to what? Social media, Facebook, Instagram. I can't stop if I tried. So so if you're Gen Z, you, you're 42% of them can't stop uh, any kind of social media, whereas everyone else in the world, 24% are only in that. So twice right, as many right. Gen Zers can't stop. Uh, life before, life was better before is the next question. Social media is, is that. So 53% of Gen Zers, but to your point, they've never not been in, in with social media. Everyone else. <laughs> that five years when I was a small child and didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. 68% of people feel that life was better uh, without social media. And so, it, you know, it's just the commentary. It, it, you've got so many people feeling like life was so much better without social media. Why are we still doing it? So right, it, it right. dives even deeper. I feel blank after checking social media and it, 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 like informed, fulfilled, depressed, alone, anxious, stuff like that. Well, informed, I guess this is the, this would be the reason. I feel informed. Well, 35% of people said yes to that. I feel informed after checking social media. Gen Z feels 54% of the time they feel informed uh, when they check social media. So obviously there's a there is a, you know, an information aspect of it that the Gen Z gets out of it right. that other generations do not get out. But get I will also it. point
point out that, and this was this was something Gen Zers said also that depressed, angry, and alone are the most common words Gen Zers associate with after checking Facebook. That's crazy. That's it, not good. It's not depressed, angry, alone. It's really all, not. It's not happy, bubbly. You know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is because there's been a lot of studies that have come out that have shown that, especially younger, you know, younger generations are struggling with what, you know, social media does what to does their do? their self-esteem, to their self-worth, yep. to their, you know, their expectations about what a happy life or, you know, the the perfect body and look or whatever, yep. and, you know, and what life is supposed to be like basically and yep. it's universally kind of bad news. They're like, no, it's it's not good. It doesn't have a good effect on really anybody. Yep. I don't care what age you are. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have a great effect. I mean, how many times have you scrolled through Facebook at some point and been like, uh yeah. It just kind of bums me out. That person's yeah. doing something so much better or cooler than yeah. I am. When in reality, that person's life could be just as screwed up, if oh, not sure. worse, than sure. yours could ever possibly yeah. be. Yeah. But they're just showing you a persona. And mm -hmm. it's not – It's and I, that's the problem is like social media typically is never real life right. and never an example well, of real life. It's amplified. It, it's, it's very focused and it focused right. in on – so like for example – and yeah, every time you log on to Twitter, you, there's just a lot of noise going on, right. a lot of yelling back and forth. It's a lot of echo chambering. Yeah. Before that, maybe you were – on the schoolroom, you know, playground, and there was a fight that happened. You could go, you could walk away, and right, you wouldn't right. be involved in that every single day. Uh, or at work, maybe you know, there's there were way there are ways to decompress. But every time you open up your social media and seeing it, it's just like this compounding yep, effect. So yep. anyway, it's it, it's just fascinating to see some of that. And the, one of the last questions they had: Do you favor or oppose government regulation to protect children from social media platforms? Gen Zers, forty eight percent of them favor it, whereas everyone else. 71% of people favor it. So Gen Z is not as much in in the boat, if you will, of, of having government regulate some type of protection for children. And maybe that's just because, you know, honestly, some of them are still kind of close to that age because Gen Zers right now are, I think it's 17 to whatever right. uh, type well, of it's, age. I think so. a lot of it comes to that FOMO. You know, <clears throat> yeah, it's that right. attitude of like, well, if there's mm -hmm. regulation that I may miss out on something or, yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't want to be told what I can and can't do as far as platforms I'm on. You know, if I can briefly get on a small soapbox here about this, because I, I deleted my Facebook a few months back. Right. Have not looked back. Have yep. not been upset about it. I promise you, folks, if you do it, it does. <laughs> you don't. You nothing, really don't notice. Nothing changes. Surprisingly, right. nothing changes. The yeah. sun still comes up. Yeah, you, you know. see a few less pictures of someone else's baby from high school that you really didn't care about and will right. never t see or talk to again anyway. Yeah. You yeah. see a lot less stuff that makes you angry mm -hmm. and just pisses you off every day. <laughs> uh, so I, I I do recommend it if if it's something you've ever even thought about doing. Yeah. But my thing also is you know we recently had this whole glut of these Facebook papers and all this internal stuff that, that the mm -hmm. whistleblowers released mm -hmm. of information about how, how much they know how damaging their product is and how mm -hmm. damaging the platform can be. Mm -hmm. And I know we, you know we talk a lot about it in the context of the U.S. sometimes, but we, what we don't talk about sometimes is in other countries where Facebook is the internet to yeah. some folks, yeah. places where they have no access to a lot of the information that we have, mm -hmm. Facebook is considered as the internet. It's mm -hmm. the place to get your news and your information. Mm -hmm. And people have learned how to manipulate that the same way they've done here. Oh, sure. But people have manipulated that in extremely dangerous ways mm -hmm. in some of these countries that has mm -hmm. led to genocides, mm -hmm. that has led to, you know, religious persecution and ethnic persecutions because people look at it and say, well, this is what I know. Yeah, this right. is my news. Yep. And if it's here on Facebook, it's got to be real, right? This is the only one filter I yeah, have. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, and, and they're aware of this stuff. They've been aware of this stuff and they've done very little about yeah. it to change yeah. it. And right. so when you get into the regulation part of it, that's where
where I'm kind of like, hey, this reminds me a lot of back in, I don't know, I guess maybe the 90s when this happened, the the tobacco companies mm -hmm. and the cigarette companies that mm -hmm. had to go before Congress and go mm -hmm. before the world and sat there and stone-faced claimed, our product's not addictive, mm -hmm. it's not damaging in any way, mm -hmm. don't worry about it, You're we're we're fine. Right. Then you find out later on, like, no, none of that was actually yeah, true. They, right. they were there for the profits. Yep. They, they hit it all for years. They knew exactly what they were doing, but they hid it for so long, and now look where they are now. I suspect a similar kind of reckoning is coming sure. for yeah. Facebook in particular, I think, but a lot of social media companies in general. Yeah, yeah. like I said, haven't figured it out, but clearly something's got to happen on that yeah. front, no doubt about it. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, the Chinese, what are they doing? <laughs> so in news of somebody that does have some government regulation, maybe a little too far to go. Uh, in China, kids are limited to playing video games for only three hours per week. So uh, week. yes, <clears throat> so the uh, the Chinese national press and public administration is tightening the reins on just how much that online companies gaming companies are allowed to offer young users. So obviously this is for like online gaming. Okay, got you it. know I guess you know you can't you know tell somebody hey your kid's not only allowed to be on their video game they're you know they're purchased video game for three hours, but there's there's limitations that set up for like online gaming for a certain amount of time. Uh. And uh, so it's anyone, anyone under 18 can access online games only on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and only between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., according to the report. Minors are also allowed to play during the same time on national holidays. Now, this is one of those things like, I guess like, doesn't sound too terribly bad. Okay. Because, I mean, in, in the sense that, like, we all want our kids to game less, I guess, or spend less time staring at video games. Okay, sure. But at the same time, I've never been the person that's ever thought, like, okay, excessive gaming is bad. I mean, uh -huh. I played plenty of games when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know, for hours on end and mm -hmm. no real ill effects because of it. I get the concept. I understand that we all, you know, want to limit screen time. We want to limit the amount of time the kids are I doing this it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is a, maybe a little too heavy-handed on that side of things. Um, I will say also this article notes that um, they'd already had some restrictions in place, like I think for 90-minute day maximums for online games. Um, and that they were real names and phone numbers were required then too in order to to play. But they did also, and I will give them credit for this, they were cracking down on what we were talking about earlier, these microtransactions. Mm. Uh, so the limit they wanted to limit the amount to anywhere from twenty eight to fifty seven dollars, depending on a child's age of how much they could spend, spend. in games. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, on extra little transaction stuff. And that that's one thing I'm like, yeah, I think that that totally is a smart idea, especially again, for children under eighteen who who probably aren't spending their own money. You know, yeah. no parent wants to get that bill where they suddenly, you know, you know, their kid racked up hundreds of dollars just buying some extra guns in, you know, in in Call of Duty or something, right. you know. Right, so, right, 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 right. So yeah, so a little gone a little bit too far here on this. this is, it's but, just fascinating. I mean, to me, it's 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 a fascinating commentary on the culture. I mean, you know, I can't imagine something like this happening in the U.S. No, never. I mean, no. who are the government's gonna say you can only play Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday from eight to nine? It's like just, it's like, just but, so I guess bizarre. that's the point. Is why does the government have to step in to do this? This should be a parental issue. Well, of course, 100%. Like, because you as parents in most, as far as I know, because I know you can do it on content, you know, as far as watching content or whatever. That's right. Like my son's got a, you know, little Android tablet or whatever, little Amazon yep. Kindle, Kindle tablet, you know, yep. for games. Yep. I can set restrictions on how yep. late he's allowed to play, how That's long right. he's allowed to play. I can say he, you have to yep. have 30 minutes of reading time. 
each yep. day to play on this. I mean, and then there's a the little game you play with your with your kids in the sense that they try to game the system, <laughs> right. or they take it up in their bedroom, and you see them. Or they the ask covers, you for a little more time. And then yeah, you gotta yeah. discipline them. That's all part of life. Yeah, it's, that it's parenting is life. Right. And so, yeah, if you ask me, so it's just it's just a fascinating commentary that the Chinese government really gets so micro on their yeah. lives. It's just it's I'm not I'm not debating whether it's good bad. Yeah, I mean, of course we want to limit screen times and stuff like that. It's just man, the heavy hand of that. It's yeah, just yeah. our cultures are just wildly different and and there's one manifestation of like, that. Like, you so. know, like it's again, like it's funny in comparison to our last story. Like, I don't mind the idea of our government stepping in and making sure that a very harmful online platform isn't as dangerous as it's become. Uh-huh. But I don't need him to get as far down as to tell me right. that how long my kid's allowed to actually yes. watch TV or play a video game. Exactly. Like, I can handle that part. You, right. know? Yep. you deal with the with the stuff that's shaking up the fabric of society as we know it. Because <laughs> I can't control I can't have any handle over that. Right. But I'll take care of the what's happening in my home. In my home. Yeah, yeah. That's so. exactly right. That's exactly right. All yeah. right, so, Dean. Tell us about some college majors. Well, you know, yeah. So, you know, you always like to gut check, you know, and so the the article here was here are the five most valuable and least valuable college majors. This is a little bit important to me because I've got two kids in college right now, right? And, yeah, it, and well. so there's always that discussion. What do you want to be for the rest <laughs> of your life? Well, I have no idea. Well, maybe this will help you a little right. bit. If you if, if money is going to be important, which I understand maybe to a, other generations it's less important uh, than... But, but here, so you're here, saying here, it is important to you? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> somebody's got to pay the bills at the end of the road. That's, That's what true. I keep telling my kids. It, uh, you, can, you can make it as important as you want in your life, but you Whatever bills you accumulate, you're paying but for. But I need you out of the house at some point. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the road at some point in time. So anyway, here are the top five, and most of them are STEM uh, degrees. Uh, so no no surprise right. there. But here are the top five uh, degrees. or I, um, Yeah, coming majors. out of college. Yeah. Most uh, majors, uh, I apologize, uh, that, that you can get in college. So architectural engineering, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Engineers, architects always mm -hmm. make good mm -hmm. money. Construction always services, always in demand. Construction services, even more so now that we got $1.2 trillion to spend over the next yep. 10 years. Yep. Computer engineering it remains high. That, that makes a lot of sense. Aerospace engineering, you know, it's, it's just like one of those little niche things. But when you see what SpaceX and what's yep. the Blue, Blue Origin, Origin and all yep. these other ones. Not to mention party, even, you know, terrestrial aviation always uh, growing. Yeah, 100%. And then you've got these little pop-up satellite companies. I mean, it's, yeah, aerospace engineering makes a lot of sense. And then finally, transportation science, sciences and technologies. Now, I don't, I th when I think transportation, I think like buses and trains i mean what 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 kind of engineering do we need well there? But, i mean I, that could also get into i mean we're talking about autonomous vehicles well, i imagine go. the infrastructure okay. around that. that you know or what you know what does the highways of the future look like fair you know enough. i'm sure fair enough I'm sure there's a lot involved there and by the way all these are averaging about one and a half percent unemployment yeah, rate so I mean, it's like if you get there you're you're out there you, you, yeah okay so here are some ones if you're in college right now taking these <laughs> majors you might want to rethink it clinical psychology uh, you don't get a lot of money coming out of there. That's and, a shame. Uh, right. Because there's probably a, a need. greater need for <laughs> yeah, that. No doubt. <laughs> Composition and speech, um, drama and theater. Of course, the arts always right. get the short uh, trip. Yeah. Miscellaneous fine arts right after that. And then visual performing arts at the bottom. So if yeah, you are, yeah. you, it, it is for love, not for money. <laughs> right. If you're in visual right. or performing arts. Yep. I guess they already know that, right? Because yeah. I was in a band back in the day and I knew that if I chose that career right 
Yeah. Yeah. I no one be. goes into the arts thinking like I'm going to be the next billionaire. I well, mean, maybe they all think that. You may I'm hope that you next whatever. Right. That you're the next Pollock Drake. or you're the next. Yeah. yeah. You're the next you know superstar musician or you're the next Broadway Mars, you know yeah. Broadway playwright or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, sure yeah. everyone hopes for that, but it's a labor hopefully of realistically love. you understand like you know it's. It's a lot of work for very little reward. So, so maybe no shockers here, right? No, but, nothing. But, yeah, yeah nothing know, particularly alarming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's always good in my mind to square up, as like I said, especially because I'm in the mode. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, like 20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago, I guess now, you know, my uh, myself coming out of high school and going into English when I my first pass at college probably mm. would have you know sneered at it. I'm like, whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, says the person who ended up having to get a business degree because. <laughs> English wasn't really going to get him anywhere. English unless you want to anywhere. teach. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, let's see what uh, we're going to end on year. the metaverse. Oh, right? okay. Yes, yes. So both of us kind of, you know, when we when we prepare for this, like you give me some articles you're interested in, yep. and then I'll mix them in with some stuff that I was thinking about. Yep. And we both had on our list Facebook slash Meta, the metaverse. We've kind of referenced this a couple times already in the podcast mm -hmm. and kind of admitted we hadn't really done our due diligence on all mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. I've done a little bit more research since. I think you have too. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. You know, what are your thoughts on all of this? First of all, of Facebook doing this rebrand of its parent company, but then more importantly, like the metaverse and what that means and where we're going from here. You know, like, and is it really, do you really see this as the future of the internet? I don't know. I know. I'm not convinced. I, yeah. I remain in that not convinced <clears throat> category. Let's talk about the branding real quick. I mean, Facebook has got to do something about their brand. <laughs> I mean, for everything we just talked to, and, <laughs> yep. and in all seriousness, I mean, it's it's sad to, to think that a company, well, we'll just change our name and then, you know, the tobacco companies did that, by the way, because <laughs> uh, Phyllis Morris rebranded to Aura or something. I forget right, what right. they rebranded to. And it doesn't change what you Come do on, yeah do you really think that we're not that you're just gonna be able to pull that wall over our face oh what facebook what are you talking about it doesn't exist anymore yeah, you're talking about meta i mean no, meta that's a cool sounding name right yeah. And, yeah. Then, and do you understand what meta is and most people are like no right. yeah. <laughs> what is it so i don't know it seems like a bit of a ploy to me very very timely that yes. they happen to just uh, as like scrutiny and the nail and the screws are starting to turn ever ever yeah, so absolutely. harder on them so, but i am wondering when does the when does when does facebook become meta I, or so that's not going to change oh, um, that's not gonna facebook change. the app is still its own thing. It's oh, okay. it's that's the the application and Got like it. the Got software. It. Got it. Meta is just the new name for the parent company. Kind of like how Google changed their parent company name to Alphabet. Yeah. About yeah. what ten years ago, maybe now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it hasn't yeah. been quite that long. Gotcha. So that's that's all we're that's saying. All They're we're just saying there. like our okay. overall brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah. I guess would then include Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, WhatsApp. Isn't that one of theirs too? Uh, I don't know. Is, yeah. I don't yes. remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, Sam, our resident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, so so that's you know that stuff is all still going to be the same names. Yeah, but then Meta now is the name of the overall got company. Got it. So let's talk about this metaverse. Yeah. I mean, I, I so it's an online environment, right? And right. you're supposed to be able to conduct business, personal life, everything that you can do in the physical world, but not physical things. Like, well, I guess whatever. like it seems to me like they're just trying to turn the internet into The Sims. Yes. Like, it's all about just like, let's just have a, instead, so the example, because you saw it in a lot of the stuff when he was talking about it and getting it started and, mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm. the, the introductory video or whatever is, like, instead of having a Zoom meeting where I'm staring at you on a screen, you're staring at me on a screen, instead, we put on some VR goggles and we sit in a virtual room together. Yep. 
then you jump into that room. Well, I like virtually jump into the room. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in and this now room. you're you know it's I don't know you have a, you have an ad- avatar. You're a right. little more interactive, digital. That's right. Like I I I guess like okay if you're into that sort of thing, fine. But how is that really going to change things? I I don't know. Like now now on the flip side of that, like I understand because we've talked about this with some of our guests before about where AR and AI and virtual reality are going to change the game and, and are slowly changing the game. Like stuff like, I know we talked about uh, manufacturing, for instance, and the the, the digital twinning thing where mm-hmm. you can you can have a virtual mapped out floor of your, like your production facility mm-hmm. and that even if you're not there on site, Correct. you can be there yep. virtually and in, see how in VR all, yes, right. and like walk the line and see where That's everything's right. at and identify stuff and make changes and interact with things. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I, I don't see any problem with that necessarily, but I don't know that no, that means that we're all going to at some point just start. I, I guess my thing with it is I think people along for a long time have been suggesting that this whole throwing on a VR goggle is suddenly going to be the next thing at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like time and time again, every time a company introduces that, it doesn't actually go anywhere that we expect. It becomes right. a gaming tool. Yeah. It's always a gaming tool because yeah. people like that doing it for gaming. But can you envision a day where you're doing your work day sitting around with those goggles on your head? No, but but maybe we're not the right generation. Maybe to talk we're not. To about. I guess. Here's I, I guess I'm, that could be true. I'm worried about. We should have probably up, pulled Sam over here for this particular we, part we of the probably conversation. Should have. What I'm worried about is setting up these two different worlds. You have the virtual world, uh, w- of which people are quote unquote living in, right? Uh, and and what that means, and then the real world, what I'll call the physical world, which is right. you know, and 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 <laughs> where how, we actually do live. So you so you're gonna further fracture. Some society right you have those that are in that world and those that aren't in that world and and who's in that world well only the people that can afford to be in that world, right right, right. it's not everybody's going to be playing in that world so but but is that world and then you know what scared me about where zuckerberg was is that the influence that that world would have on the real world and what i mean by like financing and world currencies and i mean if you really are trying to bring the whole world into that virtual world I don't know, man. That it's it's not going to happen. Number one, it's not going to happen. Maybe in in the next twenty, thirty years. I don't Which know. they've acknowledged. Like we're like he, I think he even said like we're at least ten years off from even having a legit metaverse of any kind that people are regularly spending time in. Right. So, but what's going to happen in this metaverse? Are there going to be countries? Are there going to be? What, I, what, I don't know. How does that all work? And maybe and, this and is who, just one of those big brain things. Yeah, who that we're just. The, yeah, we maybe we're just not. Well, yeah, we're not there go, yet where we can comprehend what this yeah, is going to be. Yeah, but if you be. go down that level, well, Zuckerberg wants to be the one who makes the rules in his metaverse and the metaverse, and is that really where we want to be? Well, exactly. There's therein I, lies the problem. Is like we're basically saying, hey, the corporation that we're already questioning. Exactly. Exactly. Their influence on society and, you know, and so many other things oh. that now we're going to let them decide what the next virtual world and the next yeah. iteration of the Internet to, to looks me, like. That's, that's not life. And I don't mean to get, you know, uh, spiritual or anything like that here. But I mean, that's that's not life. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. So right. I, I don't know. It reminds me. I it's, mean, uh, you know, there's always uh, it's always a recurring gag that comes back to that to the movie Wally. You know, right. the Pixar yes. film, yes. where in the future, everybody's sitting on a spaceship and they're all in their own little comfort chairs and they've gotten, you yep. know, large and lazy yep. and, you know, they don't move around on their own anymore. They, they don't even know how to walk. Mm-hmm. If they talk to one another, they can be sitting side by side and talking to each other over screens. <laughs> and like, and, and I get that that, like you watch that movie and go, this all makes sense. Like that seems like a logical, you know, yeah. next level, you know, if we keep going down the same path we are. Right. To me, this is right in that lane of, all right, let's just, let's just stop pretending. Pretending that we actually are ever going to care about seeing people again and just all 
sit with our sit with our VR goggles on and look at look at digital yeah. avatars. And if everybody. I don't like this world, well, I'm gonna blow uh, blow it up virtually. Meaning, right, right, right. Disconnect from that world, create a different avatar, and go over here. I feel some, like also this is also because again, let's be honest. One of Facebook's whole entire things is. How much money can we make off of advertising? Yeah, that's right. that's ninety percent of what they do. It's, it's mm-hmm. why their platform exists the way it is. Why it has become as dangerous as it has because its entire goal is keep people there for as long as possible. Hundred percent. And if you got to piss them off to do it to keep them on there, as yeah. long as they're flipping through that feed and doesn't seeing matter. your ad, seeing all the ads that the companies are paying for, great. Yeah, doesn't matter. This to me feels like it could be the same thing. Like, but not just the except, gaming. Do they want to control? It's the work life, right? It's the exactly. Home life. It's every. But imagine aspect. like imagine you and I were like doing our podcast in the metaverse, mm. and now instead of you know instead of sitting here just with a camera in the studio, we're in this virtual universe talking to each other, and maybe our guests can be there, or our audience could even be sitting there watching us and raising their hands or interacting or whatever. Mm. But then along the way, there's like ads floating along, you know, and granted, we'd probably be selling them to our sponsors, you know, of course so we would, yeah. be like, you know, the, the next Zebra tablet would come floating through the air or whatever with a yeah. little like logo on it or something. And yeah. I'm not going to say we wouldn't do it, but yeah. to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like it's just another vehicle to deliver advertising and deliver content yeah. that someone's paying money for to know. you. Well, n- neither uh, one of my kids that are of that age are at all interested in this, but but they're not gamers either. So I don't know that I have right, the right, right perspective here. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. maybe so. yeah, maybe this is one of those things where like someone's listening to this and you you dumb olds, yeah, you know. Right. You or just, non-gaming you, fool. Yeah, yeah, you just don't We're get gonna it. We're going to rule yeah. the world. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, hey, that does it for our tech bites uh before as always we get to our recurring segments. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to our sponsors. Again, we're wrapping up the year here. We're having yep. some fun. But a big thanks to Elo, Epson, Honeywell, and Zebra. Uh, you have made this show possible this year. Uh, we very much appreciate your support. And uh, hopefully you're coming back to support us again next year. That's Actually, right. I, I know some of you are already. So <laughs> we, we appreciate that. We look forward to uh, another year's worth of great content. But, hey, I, have a th- I mentioned this at the top of the show. I've got a challenge to throw out. Nice. We have been talking for some time now about, hey, you know, if you if you like what you hear on the show mm-hmm. or you don't like it or there's things you want to hear more about, you have mm-hmm. people you want us to talk to, topics you want us to get into, mm-hmm. maybe some of our hardware partners you'd like to hear from, whatever it is you want to hear from us, you have to tell us. There we don't know what you want if you don't tell us. I'm going to assume you like what you're getting because, you know, we get a decent amount of downloads and views every week. That's so, right. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd still like to know what you like and want to hear from us. So we're throwing out a challenge here. We're gonna offer up some some money, nice, some prizes, nice to do this. Okay, all right. So I'm in so far what from now, get? which this this comes out what early December, I think, uh, through mid January. I'm gonna say January 15th is the okay. cutoff date. Fair enough. If you send us an email at techconnect@bluestarinc.com mm-hmm. or tweet at us at techconnectpod and give us some topics or okay. whatever it is that you're interested in hearing about. Yep. If we like your topic and we use it. We will send you a $100 gift card. Boom. There you go. 100 bucks. That is just for you giving us something good that we can actually use on the show. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, if you submit something and we end up not using it or just, you know, can't quite fit it in. Mm-hmm. And if you do also give us one that we use, we will send you a Tech Connect podcast t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> we have an official t-shirt. We, we do. That's right. it's, it's in the works. Yeah. Our, yes, yes. Uh, producer Marco has been has been working on it. I you love know, it. Nice, nice t-shirt it. with our logo so nice, on it. A nice parting gift just for even offering up a topic. Just for offering something. Yes. There so that's go. that's it. That's all you have to do. It's very simple. It's just nice. think, stop for a moment and think to yourself. Give yourself a moment right now and say, hey, 
what would I like to hear about on the podcast? Uh, is there a particular topic mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about from, you know, the reseller channel? Even it could even be uh, maybe even a tech bite type topic yeah, or something, yeah, you know, exactly. like, whatever, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Tell us what you want us to talk about on the show and you could potentially get a hundred dollars. And at the very least, you're going to get a t-shirt. So nice. again, once again, you can tweet at us at TechConnectPod, or you can email us techconnect at bluestarinc.com. All right. Challenge is out there. We'll see what happens. I like it. I uh, like I'm the expecting challenge. some good stuff to come our way. Yes. Um, okay. So normally at this point, we do the value to the VAR. Mm-hmm. Is there any takeaways from the stories we've talked about today do you think is important to VARs? Oh, boy. I don't <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah. not really super relevant to our channel today. I guess, yeah. I guess maybe the only one I will say is this whole metaverse thing, because yeah. I have seen just since this whole thing came out, like I was, there was an article, I, I think in a newsletter um, related to, um, you know, social media marketing and marketing in general or whatever, mm-hmm. that I, someone mentioned like, oh, you got to start preparing for the metaverse. You got to start thinking about what you're going to do in the metaverse. I'd, at the moment, I'd say, you know, you don't need to be putting a lot of resources and effort no, into that yeah. right now. Right. It doesn't hurt to think about these things. It doesn't hurt to think, you know, I, we, we always say that, like, look, there's stuff that's big picture that may be way down the road mm-hmm. that you don't need to worry about right mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. it never hurts to keep an eye on this stuff. Yeah. And if you start hearing that this is happening, if, if you start talking to customers that are playing around in it, and maybe there's a way that you can, I don't know, get involved in some way with virtual products or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Fine, go down that road. But. And I think that's the likely scenario here. It's, you know, it's not going to be the other end of the spectrum where everything's happening in this virtual metaverse world. But what it would, will probably do is drive innovation in VR and AR right, like it has right. been to where you were, the digital twinning of a manufacturing or supply chain or whatever it may be. There's a good manifestation of the use of the technology that, to, that would benefit the company or the organization or stuff like that. So just know that, that, that it's going to continue. And yes, you should be prepared for that. Yep. Or at least embrace those things as they come along. And if you see that it's affecting your universe, whether you're a you know a TNL type of uh, reseller or you're in the POS world, it's going to be affected in some way. I don't yeah. think we're all going in all in on the metaverse, but it'll be have some effect. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably about it. Yep. I mean, you know, I guess if you need a date for a wedding this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Or, Tinder plus one. <laughs> or if you're looking for something to do, you could be a plus one, I guess. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you're just oh, bored, man. yeah, and you want to you wanna go get some free food and drinks and <laughs> just see. I mean, let's be honest. Weddings can have fun, interesting stories come out of them. So, you know, who knows? You might witness some fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, let's wrap up, as always, with what's tech connecting with you. Uh, this is where we get to talk about something in the world of science, technology, innovation that yeah, has caught well, our I'm eye. Going our I'm, I'm going to talk about a little bit about Apple here. Since okay, I was, you know, go for it. Let's hear it. Since we were, uh, you know, I started off with the whole epic Apple thing. But Apple may be loosening up the reins on their product a little bit. Here's the headline. Beginning next year, Apple will send you parts and tools to fix your iPhone or Mac at home, which is something that they've never done. Right, right? right. You always had to take it to the Apple right. Store or some third-party entity uh, to to perform basic tasks, right. uh, basic fix. So the company will uh, will also be offering up online repair manuals, things of that nature. I didn't know this, by the way, but there are of the ind- independent repair repair providers. There's 2,800 of them in the U.S. Wow. Plus 5,000 authorized service providers on Apple product. But even 
even that's not really enough to do the demand right, that, right. that is necessary out there. So anyway, through the program, you're going to be able to get genuine Apple parts, uh, um, tools, and things like that so that you can do basic repairs on your yeah. whatever, your iPhone, I don't, your I don't Apple. think I'm going to be taking my photo part anytime soon. Well, no, <laughs> and that's not the intent. But if there's a, you know swapping out of a battery right, right, right. or maybe a simple screen yep. thing, you yep. could do that. Uh, some of the basic stuff. It's good that they're opening that up a yeah, little bit I and agree. allowing that to happen, which is you know kind of unexpected that Apple would do something like that, but maybe loosening the reins a little right, bit on their right. world, yep, if you will. Yep. So anyway, that was tech connecting with me. What's up with you? Gotcha. So since we were talking about liberal arts earlier, yes, <laughs> there you sorts, go. Uh, this this is one of those things I just think it's cool. It's you know it's, I guess there's some technical you know uh, expertise involved here. I send you the link to this if you got a chance to look at it. Uh, it's called PETA's Anamorphic Murals. Okay. Uh, so this is an Italian artist uh, named PETA who uses the interplay between shadow and light to turn flat ah. monochromatic planes into deceptive three-dimensional murals. Again, check out the link in the show notes for this. Uh, it's just cool to see some of this artwork. You know, they, basically, this artist just takes like the side of buildings and paints them in such a way that it looks like three-dimensional figures and shapes popping out of the and buildings. It's and it's amazing. Like, it really is. Yeah. Part of why this fascinated me also is because when I was in high school, my high school English teacher, everybody's always got that high school English teacher. Yes, they loved right. and adored. Mine, uh -huh. was, mine was Michael Kapek uh, at Walton Verona High School. He wrote actually some children's books uh, in his, in, uh, I think around the time he was <clears throat> at the end of my school, my time in a school, maybe a couple years after, about the the art of they call it trompe l'oeil in in French, um, which is this similar concept, this idea wow. of of painting something that looks like something else and looks super realistic. Gotcha. These ones that are more abstract that are in this particular article that I'll be linking to, but but this was stuff where you know somebody would paint the side of the building so it actually looked like you know a completely different building mm -hmm. or looked mm -hmm. like you know a um, a cityscape stretching out as if you weren't looking at the side of the building but you were actually looking at a road heading down the the, the, the street yep. or. Yep, or yep. you know an archway that opens up to something, yep. you know, kind of oh, like how kind of like how the Wiley Coyote used to paint, yes. you know, the the hole, you know, <laughs> yes. for the Roadrunner to yes, run yes, through. Yes, it. Yes, yes, somehow yes. the Roadrunner would actually still run through it. So <laughs> I, I I always found that stuff fascinating. His book was always fascinating. Uh, so this this very much reminded me of that. That's part of the reason why I, it it tech connected with me. Of it's sorts. very fascinating. And and who doesn't like murals that really improve the overall visual aspect of a whatever? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Buildings can be very blah. Yep. You know, just yep. square and whatnot, but this this artwork is fascinating i agree yeah pretty cool stuff so, definitely yep. check it out all right hey that does it for us we have bitten off more tech than we can chew today <laughs> this uh, year. Yeah. until next time uh you know uh seriously delete your facebook i mean if you want you yes. know i promise yeah. it won't hurt you uh and uh and and you know maybe uh <laughs> Maybe maybe find yourself a different major if you're you know, yes. in the arts. Yes, in the arts. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And as always, please stay connected. One of ELO's most popular product lines for self-service, point-of-sale, industrial control, visitor management, and more just got better with the release of the iSeries 4, the next level of awesome. Available in 10, 15, and 22-inch sizes, ELO's iSeries delivers a powerful, commercial-grade interactive platform, complete with a full HD 10-touch display, flexible Android 10 OS, and enhanced CPU performance with your choice of Qualcomm or Rockchip processor options. Start changing the way customers and employees interact by deploying a new generation of interactive technologies that provide seamless integration, effortless provisioning, and simplified device management via ELOView or your preferred management tools. To learn more, check out the link in the show notes or contact your Blue Star ELA representative.
The DS3600KD is the latest addition to Zebra's line of ultra-rugged barcode scanners that define the market, establishing new standards for rugged design, scanning performance, and manageability. Warehouses, retailers, and manufacturers face unrelenting pressure to deliver more and to do it faster and more accurately. Help customers meet the challenge with the DS3600KD ultra-rugged scanner with keypad and color display. Built for the toughest environments, the DS3600 is virtually indestructible with an enhanced 10-foot drop spec to concrete, 7,500 tumbles, and a dual IP65, IP68 ceiling. The device reads barcodes in any condition, whether they are in hand or as far as seven feet away. To learn more, check out the link in the show notes.